1: there's too much talking, texting, tweeting, posting, too much noise altogether. In silence is strength and peace and space, imagine. Silent forever. The Things Project Podcast is proudly supported and sponsored by Prost. Exercise for Prostate Cancer Incorporated a not-for-profit charity set up in 2012 by myself, Dr. Joe Miller If you want to know any more information about Prost, including our online service now available, please just go to prost.com.au. Prost means cheers to your health, so Prost to you. So stop for a second and listen. It's not silent at all.
0: So, today we're speaking to Adam Lewis, who is one of the partners and owners of Hot Octopus and the inventor, I believe, of the Pulse Duo, who many of my patients love that toy. So, I just wanted to talk to you about that today.
2: Oh, good morning, or, or good afternoon, or good evening. It's, it's difficult to tell with the time difference, Melissa, but I'm absolutely delighted to be here today.
0: Thank you. So, you're in, for our listeners, you're in London, but are you actually Irish?
2: No, very much. Uh, uh, London-born and bred. Okay. So yes. Yeah. Certainly English.
0: Yeah. So for me, it's six o'clock at night. And what time is ah, it for you? Okay,
2: that's not too bad. It's about eleven o'clock in the in, in the morning here. So okay. pretty pretty good time difference, actually.
0: So tell me about Hot Octopus. How did it come about, and how long ago, and all of that? Give me a bit of history. Oh,
2: blimey, how much time do we have? So. <laughs> a yeah, so hard octopus came about uh, twofold, really. It was um, one, you know, I've, I've always been quite entrepreneurial, and I've always wanted, you know, as I was going through my career to to start my own business and do my own thing. And um, so it was always an aspiration of mine to, to have my own business, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. What was, you know, I was always wondering what that great idea was. You know, what 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 could I pursue? So that was always the disposition I was I was coming from. But to, to kind of take, go back even further, um, as a personal hobby. Um I well going back even further, so I discovered the joys of frenulum stimulation around about the age of five. Sorry, I, I was just very young. So as a personal hobby, I
0: masturbate all day. Sorry,
2: go <laughs> <off>. yes. <laughs> well, yes. So uh, well, professionally now, of course, uh, so it is completely above board. But I was saying, so uh, at, at the age of five, um I discovered frenulum stimulation, and, and this was at my grandparents' house. And I was very fortunate at that age, they had a swimming pool. And in that swimming pool, um, they had those water jets that circles the water around. And at the age of five, I was scooting along the edge. And suddenly this warm jet of air um, hit my my nether regions. And suddenly I froze and thought, oh, this is nice. Um, And... It was my first experience of frenulum stimulation. And, and for, for months following that, my grandparents would say, Adam, get off the side of the pool. And I would sit there for, for God knows <laughs> how long with, with a dazed look on my face, enjoying this water jet coming out. And, and um, uh, ironically, um, this was the, the start of my, my sex toy career in a, in a very roundabout way at the age of five, because as I was getting older, um, into my late teens and so on, what, um, what I would do is I would take conventional sex toys um, and adapt those uh, so that I could create frenulum stimulation from these. And um, I think the best example is, as you know, those, those old-fashioned—I guess they'd be considered now—vibrating eggs. So it's an egg, it's sort of on, on, uh, on a cord um, attached to a controller, and yes, you still I get remember these, them. sort of, you know, kind of fundamental basic sex toys. And and I would buy one of those, and I would fashion a, a homemade strap, and you can imagine put the two and two together and strap it on. And I would get vibrations to my frenulum, different to the water jet, but but the principles were the same. And I really enjoyed that form of stimulation. Uh, and, you know, as I was getting older, I would you know, come up with all these different kind of homemade devices from conventional sex toys and adapting these to, 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 to provide frenulum stimulation. Um, and for me, this was great. But one day I thought to myself, this is ridiculous. I'm going to go onto the Internet and buy myself a, a proper sex toy that was designed for this purpose.
0: And, and that's what was-
2: I did. I... Well this was it, right? So I went online and I looked at all the different online stores. And to my complete amazement, um the only things that existed were 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 were, were, were things like um you know strokers that that looked to replicate reality, so fake vaginas you know, fake you know, masturbators, all these kind of things. But what was common amongst them all was, is, is is they were looking to replicate the, the reality. So that stroking action, that up and down motion. And absolutely nothing existed that uses any kind of technology, vibrations or anything of the sort for, for penises. Um, at that stage, I, I really had to take a moment because I, I thought to myself, well, um, it seems like I'm a little bit of a pervert because these products obviously don't exist because <laughs> I'm the only one that, that enjoys this. And then I was kind of thinking a little bit further and I think, well, hold on, there's three, four billion guys in the world, penis owners in the world. And and obviously, you know, if as a penis owner, I enjoyed this, there's a pretty good chance that given the, the, the amount of penis owners in the world that, that, that they would enjoy this too. So I sort of looked at the market and said, well, it didn't take uh, much putting together to realise that if I could create a really good vibrating toy that stimulant stimulation given that nothing else exists at the moment that this could be a really successful project yes and that's how i i decided that i was going to invent a male vibrator that worked the way that i had 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 imagined um and i was going to try and launch this so you know the reason i launched hot octopus was pretty much for personal need I wanted a male vibrator that didn't exist at the moment, and therefore I was gonna set out to create one. And if all went wrong, and the project turned out to be a ridiculous idea, at the end of all of this, I would still be left with a prototype that exactly fit my own requirements. So for me, it was a—it was always going to be a win-win. Even a if win-win. the product didn't succeed, I would have my this this male vibrator that, that rather than having it fashioned, this would be you know maybe in, fa- in a in a factory in in, in the proper condition. And you would have so, like a,
0: a warehouse full of them, so as they broke, you could still keep using them.
2: Well, yes. Well, the idea is you'd make a prototype and then if it didn't, you know, if, if, it, if it if it turned out that this project wasn't going to go, at least I would still have that prototype and all would still be successful.
0: So can I just so, ask yeah, you so a question? I'm assuming that you didn't grow up thinking when I grow up, I'm going to be a sex toy designer. So what was your first career out of school?
2: So um, I left school with not a scooby of what I wanted to do, not an idea, not a clue. Um, So I decided to to, to follow the career where you would make the most kind of money. That was, I guess, the sensible route, considering I had no idea. So I actually, I went into venture capital. I went to the city of London and I sold my soul to the devil, not that I had a clue at the the age of sort of 22, 23. And I I worked in finance for a while. I absolutely hated it. Um, But, um, you know, where do you go if you 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 don't do a, if you don't follow a specific career path at school, You know, you come out the age of sort of 20, 21, you've got no idea what you want to do. So for me, you know, just following the money trail seemed to be the most logical idea, given that, you know, I had to get a job and I might as well get a job that pays the most amount of money. Um, And that's what I did. And I, as I said, absolutely hated it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, what year did you finally launch the the Hot Octopus brand?
2: So, so it was a it was a oh, it was a long time coming. So, uh, excuse the pun. So, <laughs> so it all started with an idea of of creating a vibrating device, and um, we 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 employed a design agency with with very little idea of how this product was meant to work. You know, I had it in my idea how it was kind of meant to work, but the mechanics of it were were lost to me. Obviously, I have no engineering background and no idea. But the one thing that always puzzled me was was the fact that it seemed that I was the only person in the whole world who made a connection between vibrations and penises and that vibrations of penises felt great. And at the time, as I said, there was nothing available on the market. And for me, that, that I, I, I couldn't believe that. I couldn't understand how I was the only person at this time who, who made that connection. Um so I would spend hours on the internet looking for any kind of connection between penises and vibrations because the that kind of concept of me being the only one to make this connection just seemed to seem crazy to me. And um, i would I would just search any kind of connection. And one day i was I was late at night doing my research, and I came across across this medical report. and it talked about this this device that was used to help men with spinal cord injuries to have children. And I was flicking through this report. And it talked about a medical company called MultiSept, who created this toy called uh, this device, I should say, called Verticare. And and I was looking through it, and to my amazement, it was a male vibrator. It was specifically designed to okay. to vibrate in, in a very scientific way in order to induce ejaculation with men with spinal cord injuries. Yeah. And this was a medical device that had been around for for about ten years. It wasn't even new, and it was specifically designed. To, to, with vibrations to cause it, uh, to to induce ejaculation, so that these people with spinal cord injuries could could then join um, fertility treatments and have children. And to my complete amazement, it was exactly what I was trying to invent, and it had already existed in the deepest darkest depths of medical science for about ten years. Um, so at this point, we were still very early in the process. We, we had some very dodgy prototypes, and this was about early two thousand and eleven. And um, I ended up contacting the medical device company and licensing the technology. Um, And we, at this point, had a blueprint to create our product now called Pulse uh, by using this this tried and tested technology. Um, Now, um, this was about 2011. And long story short, it took us us about two and a half years to, to take this medical device and redevelop it. To be suitable for recreational space, because this medical device was large, it was loud, it wasn't waterproof, it was it was incredibly powerful, far too powerful for, for, for recreational use. So it took a lot of um lot of time uh to, to take this this medical device to make it quiet, to make it sleek looking, to make it waterproof, all those things that, that actually a consumer good to, is expected to have. And um, so we started the idea in about early 2011 and it t- took us to, to September 2013 to actually launch Pulse One, our first male vibrator. So, yeah, so about two and a half years um, from, from concept to, to actually getting it onto market.
0: So I've had an experience inventing something, which is completely unrelated. It's not anywhere near as sexy as a sex toy. It was a <laughs> head lice killer. and. um go. I, my experience with that was is that the invention was really actually the easy part. The hardest part was
1: marketing it. So
0: how does a venture capitalist go from coming up with this product that I'm assuming you've tried tried and tested and all your mates had fun trying and testing? And yes. then I bet you would have been everyone's
2: best friend for that period of time. Oh, wow, I could uh, not tell you. Um, <laughs> and 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 still to this day, everyone seems to want to claim a steak in Hot Octopus because they were one of the early testers. Yeah, you know, yeah. But It wasn't friends, for me, you know, you and me have, have a business. Um, yes, so... my friends were like that
0: with head killers, but as I say, nowhere near as exciting.
2: <laughs> no, not, not quite as sexy, yes, you're right there. Um, so, well, look, we, we got a, look, it was a long time taking this product to, to market. And in that time, we we got a lot of advice from a lot of people. We event we, we attended lots of trade shows, spoke to to lots of incumbent people in the market. Um because the project took so long, we, we we almost pre-sold the toy about three or four times to the trade because you know every time we'd go to a show, it was right, this product will be done, and in six months we'll be ready to, to hit the market. And there we were a year later at the same trade show <laughs> with the with, with, with the next version of this prototype with, 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 a, with a new saying that it's going to be six months away. So uh because of the delays in the project, actually, you know, we we we, we ended up doing a lot of networking, speaking to a lot of people, building relationships um in in kind of uh, um, um, preparation of this toy actually hitting the market. Um, so by the time it actually landed, we had spoken to a lot of uh, uh, um, retailers who, who loved the idea and who already committed to to, to taking the product if uh, and when I did finally uh, get it to market. Um, and then we got a lot of advice from other people, other other uh, retailers, other uh, inventors, manufacturers, sex toys. And we were advised to, to get a PR agency and market the the market the hell out of this 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 toy and the concept and that's what we did uh before launch we got a pr agency we 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 created pr campaigns and we we created press releases and um it's it's only now in hindsight we realize how lucky we were and and just how good the product was in the sense of how how well it was taken up because um you know when you're starting a business there is no room for mistakes there's no room for launching the product and for it not quite hitting the mark and not getting the volumes because you just you go bankrupt so quickly uh, and it's only now in hindsight given that how quickly the toy took off and the media coverage that we got and, and so on and at the time we, we didn't know you know we didn't know any different we just thought this is just what happened but it's now in hindsight to realize that you know we we really just hit it lucky we 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 got everything right the product people really took to it the media really took to it we got a huge amount of coverage at the beginning and 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 it just really took off um, and so lucky when we think about it but it because, really um, is
0: the only toy of its kind isn't it so I recommend it to my post-prostate cancer patients because if you try, you know, it's not registered as a medical device, but no, I'm assuming you've tried out the vibrect. Have you tried out the vibrect Yes,
2: yes, yes, the, the pincer. The yeah,
0: double... I call it the salad servers. Um, the, yes. So, you know, when I first found out about the um, Pulse Duo, I got my mm. husband, who hasn't had prostate cancer, so he still mm. has a full complement of nerves, to try the Viberect and then try the Pulse Duo. And, you know, you could he said that the feeling in the nerve bed was exactly the same for the stimulation, but the Viberect I could hear at the other end of the house. And, you know, it's not the sexiest of things. Whereas, Well, this is
2: it. Different Duo, markets.
0: He wanted to keep it once, you know. Yes,
2: well... (laughs) That, that's great to hear but this is exactly this was the, the challenge that we had by you know the ferticare is the this the i guess the cousin of the Vi- yes, it, yeah. it comes from a similar market they're competing products um and the market is the same so yes the, these products are uh, are not the the, the the FertiCare. these are not you know these are not central products designed for the consumer market these are medical devices to be used in an environment where where all that the user cares about is the is is the end effect of, of how these products <laughs> (laughs) work well that isn't the case with 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 pulse you know we are creating a lifestyle product that that not only has to be effective but also look the part
0: sorry what made you think of the idea of it being able to induce flaccid um orgasm then is that to do with the fact that it came from originally from the spinal cord injuries or
2: so this was more, again, luck than judgment. We did not set out to create a product that was great for various therapeutical applications. That was never our intention we we wanted to create a great sex toy um and it was only when we actually launched very early that it became apparent simply by the amount of interest and excitement we got from the more medical community about this product about its applications beyond just as a conventional sex toy so it was only during during sort of later stage testing and 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 when it hit the market, did we actually discover how great it was for for people such as those who who, who struggle for erectile dysfunction or or anyone who struggles with erections? Um, Because it it turned out that because of the open shape of the product, that you could put yourself in flaccid and that the product would then do all of the work without this conventional need for stroking, which every other device out there requires you to do. So to be honest, again, it was more more luck than judgment that the product turned out the the way that it did.
0: For anybody who's listening that hasn't already had me tell them the amazement of the pulse, <laughs> um, but it's, you know, I think it's just such a fantastic thing for this because, you know, all of the patients I see pretty much who have had prostate cancer treatment at some stage end up with flaccid issues. Of course. And then, you know, if you've ever tried to masturbate with a flaccid penis, it's bloody hard it's work. Like,
2: well, it's like pulling, a, uh, pulling an elastic band.
0: Yeah, so, you know, I end up having to treat them for their tennis elbow as well. You know, I sell them a Pulse Duo; life's a whole lot easier for everybody.
2: No, absolutely, and it's you know it's it's been it's been really nice as a brand because obviously it was never our intentions, but it really was the cherry on the cake to not have. Just created a great, great, great sex toy, but to have actually ended up inventing something that had such great therapeutic benefits and therefore had such a positive effect on so many people's lives. Um, and still today we, we're, we're getting feedback about how the toy can be used. It's so versatile. Um, and we keep getting, getting ideas and, and ways of, of people being able to use it, everything from the trans market to the to, to even the gay market for the duo product, which obviously you know, was designed with a heterosexual couples in mind um yet we're still getting feedback about how the product can be used in different scenarios and 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 for for, for great effects both from a therapeutic and a recreational
0: so my uh, mind kind of is boggling use. now explain to me give it give us an explanation of how a heterosexual couple might use it i know how that is but you tell us i'd like to hear it in your words and then oh, wow. a gay couple, how they like a gay um a, a gay guy couple
2: um, so, well, from the heterosexual use, that the, the the penis owner puts himself into the toy, uh, and uh, as we've discussed, you you don't have to be be erect in order to use the device. Um, you can put yourself flaccid inside the product, and the product itself will make you hard. If 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 that is something that is possible, if not, you still get all of the same stimulations that you would get uh, from a uh, from a if you were erect from a flaccid penis. Uh, and the great thing there, and this is a big big misconception generally, is is the conception that you have to have an erection to have an orgasm, yes. and the two are are, are are not mutually exclusive at all. You can have a, a just satisfying orgasm with a flaccid penis. Um, so, so that's for kind of from the penis perspective. Now, the duo has a second vibration motor bedded in the base of, of of the of the unit, and that is independently controlled with a remote. So you don't have to use the device to both uh, operate the, the the pulse plate, which is on the toy itself, as well as the second vibration motor. You, you have the benefit of using a remote which makes it a lot easier than than, than to use um, and you can use the device in, in many different ways the toy you can either use it in a missionary position where 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 the penis owner puts it on and in the missionary position lowers the base of the, of the toy onto on, onto the onto the vulva and simply that that pressure then with the vibrations coming from the base and the pulse plate creating stimulation for the penis you're in a position which is which is exactly replicating Uh, the position you'd be in for conventional heterosexual sex. So you still get all of that intimacy, um, yet the device is doing all of the work. So Mm -hmm. it's actually a very still um, uh, experience, unlike when you're making love and there's lots going on and there's thrusting and movements.
0: Yeah. Actually, when you're using pulse, it's a... a, mm. Sorry, that's a a really really beautiful thing for people who have got, you know, hip problems or knee problems. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's for... And also... For women, as they age, and they might have, you know, a menopausal vagina, and and thrusting is painful. There's a whole yes, lot
2: of or inter- just or, or just you know, intercourse is painful, vaginismus, you know, things such as that that just make penetration painful. You still get the first you what you get, and I think the, the most important thing is you still get that sense of intimacy. Yes, um, and and if not even more so because you're no you're not distracted by movement. The toy is doing all of the work, so you're literally just. Transfixed on one another, enjoying the sensations that the toy is providing in a position that is conventionally a a a, 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 um, um, a missionary position. Yeah. So, um, and then again, you can you could use it in a in a in a, in a um, sort of uh, um, a vulva owner on top position, where where in this case, say the woman is, is sitting on top of the penis owner, and um, again, conventional se- sexual positions yet um no one's moving around, but you're getting all the stimulation. So so that's how it would be used in a in a heterosexual um position. Now in a in a in a gay uh, uh couple it's not actually used Particularly differently, the, the the positions are actually actually still the same. But rather than the that there being being uh, the base of the unit being pushed against the the, the vulva, um, you know you you have the the base of the position position against things such as the the perineum, yes. um, and the anus. And this is all very central And and again, it look it, it depends what you're looking for in in a in a gay relationship. But but if you're looking for you know real um, sensual um, stimulation without a lot of movement, then, then using pulse in that way really does give you that. If you're looking for, for a much more heightened, fast moving, you know, intense session, then, then, then the toy is less well suited for it. But in terms of foreplay and sensuality and long-term play, you know, the toy can can, can be used in so many different ways to stimulating male on male genitalia. Um, you know, it's it's just part of the four pay exercise, well, I uh, think as opposed to.
0: I just think it's a brilliant invention. It's so good. So you've got other products as well. So what other sorts of inventions? So obviously this was successful. So that came you to come up with other ideas.
2: Well, this was it, right? We we started off with a single product, and and the success of Pulse One uh really allowed us then to start building a brand and coming up with other ideas for products and using the proceeds from Pulse 1 to then fund further development of the company and with that came a barrage of of toys um, and, and well where to start we we have probably 10 to 11 i guess you know the, the pulse range was 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 is is still the cornerstone to to the brand and um we were able to roll pulse 1 out into what will soon be five pulses Mm. so five different versions of the pulse range so we have the entry level which is the pulse solo essential so it is a solo toy and it is the, the basic toy and uh, I can't remember what it is priced for Australian dollars, but for That's US okay. dollars. That's okay, I've
0: it, got the prices on my website.
2: I mean, just to, it's really more for comparison. That, that product comes in at $99, so it's $99 US dollars. So for, from our, as a brand's perspective, it's still accessible. It's not ridiculously expensive at $99. So you can access the Pulse range at a great, with a great product. The Pulse Solo Essential is still an absolute flagship product, but it was priced very specifically to allow entry at a reasonable price at 99 then we have the Pulse Solo Lux, and this is $149. So it's quite a big jump. It's about, you know, it's 50% more expensive. And with the Pulse Solo Lux, you get the the ability to use the product remotely. So it has a remote operate a remote control. So it has all of the benefits of being able to control the the, the product remotely, and it has some additional functionality as a turbo button. It's a little bit more powerful, and it has you know all the features of a premium device. But what really sets it apart is, is the remote, and it comes with a lovely wrist strap remote, so you don't have to hold remote again. Because again, thinking about all of our different customers with various uh, levels of ability, you know, holding something is not always conducive to, to some customers. So being able to have it on your on your wrist. Uh, And being able to reach and touch it and not having to hold it makes it uh, better, more accessible, shall we say. So that's the Solo line. We're also now coming up with a third Solo uh, product, and that's the Solo Interactive. So this is close to 200 US dollars. So again, a big jump. But the great thing about this, this version is it's an interactive toy, so you can connect it to other interactive toys so this is great for long distance relationships so some uh, one one of the one of the users would be using it in one country so we say and the other user could be well, one in the uk one in australia and as one toy moves the other re- reflects the behavior of that toy so it's a long distance couple sensual experience where one can experience the other sensations through the devices. And this is called an interactive toy and it's app controlled. And it's also linked to content. So you can watch content on on your TV or your computer and the toy will react to the content that you see. And that's our flagship solo device. So yeah, really. I didn't
0: didn't know about that one. That's amazing. You could like brand that as the COVID toy. So when you're in lockdown in one suburb and someone's in the next.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. It's great for long distance relationships uh, and it has many other kinds, because it's interactive, it can be linked to lots of different interactive experiences. Uh, And and then obviously we have the duo range. So Pulse 1 was followed by Pulse uh, 2 Duo. Uh, and that is the couples uh, uh segment of the of, of the line and obviously we have the pulse uh, duo which is uh um which is is 139 US dollars and the pulse duo has this couples element where it has a second vibration motor in it uh which is designed to simulate the the, the volva uh and we have the duo and the duo Luxe. Uh, and there's not a huge difference except the Duo Lux has two wrist strap remotes. so both elements of the toy can be now controlled via remote device. so you never have to touch the toy at all. so it's completely hands free well,
0: uh, and got each first so, one
2: <laughs> well there you go so once that that so once that that item's in place, you don't have to touch it. you use the wrist strap remotes to 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 control it. so it it means that you can literally put it in in place, forget about it and if you want to change any of the uh, vibration settings from the partner's perspective of the base of the toy, or the pulse plate itself you can do that via these wrist strap remotes um and that's so so pulse one is now turned into five different different uh iterations at different wow. price points offering different um benefits for for i guess for different different customer segments that so are looking for, for 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 different kind of um different features um what else have we done we've we've uh in recent times developed a, a new technology so pulse plate is obviously our 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 flagship technology invention but we've also now invented a a technology called treble and bass technology and this is me really playing around with different motors and different size counterweights to see what different vibration frequencies they deliver. So this is again real cutting edge in the sex toy market where in the past you know, people were very much obsessed with the form of toys and what they looked like, but what was actually inside of them was, was very much an afterthought. Thought. So um, the types of vibration or what what motor they put in there and what size counterweight was very much an afterthought, if it was considered at all. Uh, most often, you know, manufacturers of these these toys would would create the toy, and the factory would choose what what motor they would put into it. But hodoctopus are quite obsessed with with vibrations because because not all vibrations are equal so to speak. Yeah. And anyone who's who's used sex toys will know some sex toys have these really sort of tingly, um, buzzy vibrations, and others have these really thumpy, bassy vibrations. And actually the user experience is so different depending on what vibrations these toys admit. So this is something at Hot Octopus we take very seriously, and we created this and based technology. And the, the, the name is a little bit more fancy to what it actually does, but in essence, what it has is you have a, a smaller motor with a smaller counterweight, and of course, this generates much higher frequency vibrations, a little bit like a you know like a tweeter in your sound system. You know these very high level frequencies, and then the the bass, as it sounds, it, it has a much bigger motor with a with a bigger counterweight. And these vibrations feel much closer to, to, if you're in a club standing next to a big subwoofer, these really bassy, sort of booming, kind of goes through your body type vibrations. And what we're doing is we're incorporating both of these uh, motors and counterweights into our toys to create treble and bass. So uh, unlike most toys where you have one and minus to operate the power levels, with our toys now that include treble and bass technology, you have two. And one will allow you to turn the treble on and, sh- and scroll up and down the vibration speeds. Uh, turn it off and do the same with bass. So what you have is is, is these huge vi- you know, choices of vibration frequencies. You have ten plus and minus on the treble. Turn that off. Ten tru- uh, plus and minus on the bass. So already you've got twenty different vibration settings. And then when you have when you put them on together, you have the treble and the bass interacting together, and you have this these this amazing sensation of these vibrations oscillating to each other. And this technology we're now applying to many of our different toys. We've just released a, a product called Curve with Treblin Bass, and it's our first G-Spot insertable toy that that has this this Treblin Bass technology. And we also have a a penis toy called Jet. And Jet has has these two motors that work a little bit like pulse in the sense that um, these two motors sit up against your frenulum and then give you this, this incredible frenulum simulation. Uh, And again, the user can either enjoy these really high frequency treble vibrations, which are really tingly, turn the treble motor off, and then do the same with the bass motor and have these really deep bassy vibrations transferring the toy to the frenula. Or, as I said, you can put them both on and have this symphony of the treble and bass combining. Um, And this is really kind of a theme to to a lot of our products at the moment is is that they're incorporating this treble and bass. Um, Wow. But these these are just...
0: my patients are going to be listening to this just going, my God, who would have thought there was so much involved in making a sex toy?
2: No, absolutely. And what we've found with, with the treblen bass and the G-spot vibrator is it, it it's helped um, vulva owners uh, achieve G-spots or orgasms when they're never able to achieve them before. Because obviously they can really play around with the vibration frequency and find the one that absolutely suits them the best. and you can't do this with with conventional sex yeah, toys that just offer you a single motor with a plus or a minus you're stuck with the frequency that that toy emits but with 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 curve you know you can really go from really tingly to really bassy to then having them then combine to come up with really you know almost completely customizable vibrations. and what yeah. we found is is vulva owners would never be able to have uh, g-spot orgasms before are now able to actually experience these with, with Curve because they've just found the right frequency for them that, that just hits that spot, so to speak. So, so, so is um,
0: available in Australia? Yes, it is. Oh, I haven't got Curve, one of those you yet. Oh, I need it's pretty it. new.
2: It is pretty new, but Sugar and Sass have got theirs, and Calvista too. So our two distributors do have them. Uh, yes, they do.
0: I go through Calvista,
2: so I'll have to be... Yeah, oh, I think theirs is in the sea. They're on the boat, actually. Ah, They're yeah. arriving. I haven't they, seen they, it they yet, ordered. so
0: I'll be excited to get them in.
2: Yeah, so Curve's brand new. Oh, yeah. It's just been launched, and it seems to be, be, be quite, a, quite a great success. Um, and then what else have we invented? We've invented a product called Atom Plus. Now, Atom Plus is the world's first Cochrane with dual-integrated motors. So what the Atom Plus does, it gives you... It's 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 an interesting looking device because it's obviously it doesn't look like your conventional cock ring. It's a lot longer, and the reason being is that the whole device is meant to pull over your your, your testicles, yeah. so that um, part of it pushes right up against your frenulum when you're wearing it. Mm-hmm. So the the top of the the, the atom plus. Um, has a, a vibration motor and that's akin to the conventional vibrations you get from cock rings at the top of the shaft and you'll find those in almost every cock ring but what's unusual about about the atom plus it has the second vibration motor at the base of the unit that goes under your under your scrotum. And this second motor pushes right against your perineum. So when you're wearing this cock ring, you're getting this dual stimulation of both uh, shaft vibrations and perineum vibrations. Yeah. Um, and it's a really unique uh, sensation and very intense. And and uh, yeah, again, one of probably our most successful uh, inventions. And it's the world's first cock ring that has this, this integrated uh, dual motors because uh cock rings that, that have that offer this current well before atom plus um that offer this dual perineum um shaft uh, uh vibrations have these separate uh, bullet type of vibrators uh bullet that go into the base of it and these tend to be again very sort of sort of high pitched tingly vibrations that actually aren't particularly loud. nice exactly and, and they're just not a great so by, by 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 inventing the system of being able to incorporate uh, two motors um into this. what we're able to do is ensure that both again are yeah. really basic uh, a great offer this kind of great vibration frequency, which again is kind of at the heart of our toys is to ensure that not they just don't they don't just vibrate but they vibrate in a in a very considered manner, shall we say.
0: So listening to the passion about your inventing here, I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming you're not going back to venture capitalism anytime soon
2: no I mean who'd have thought I'd have a knack for these things it was uh, um yeah it's, it, it, it's taken me by surprise I mean who'd have thought again I guess you never really know until you start start doing it but I guess um, I never imagined of, I'd be
0: a sexologist it wasn't like I well, grew up thinking that's what I'd do one day
2: no, I mean as a, I I tell I tell all my all my friends think I, I literally have the best job in the world. Uh, and someone says, what about soccer players? You know, they're rich and they're famous. And I said, listen, they have to go train every day, they have to be somewhere, you know, they have to perform. I sit here and I wank and I get paid for it. So I'm now a professional wanker. Now you tell me that's not the best job in the world right
0: yeah it's got to be I don't know I, my job's pretty interesting but yeah yours yours might, well,
2: might get, might get getting paid sorry to be so crass but getting paid to knock one out so to speak is is pretty is a pretty unique position to be in yes. I'm very proud of that yeah,
0: yeah I think you should what, what so what do your kids say when they have to draw a picture of what their daddy does at work that's not a fireman well, or a...
2: well we're not there yet my daughter's 10 and my son is six so um you know we've gone from daddy daddy makes toys for adults uh to now daddy makes toys for adults that go
0: <laughs>
2: and and my daughter asked me the other day she wanted more explanation and I I, I need to come up with something now uh because she's getting to the age where she is getting a little bit more intrigued and I had to come up with a with a, a a some form of truthful yet not too detailed answer that she's happy to to buy it, you know, that she's happy with and and, and like, it gives you at least another couple of years. We'll see. Um, yeah, that that that, that it's conversation a tricky one. Not I remember um
0: my um one of my children told told the school teacher that their father was a cross dresser when they were in pre-primary <laughs> because and he wasn't a cross dresser, but they said that he was because they'd watched a show on ABC about cross and they only saw the bit where the guy went and bought ladies' clothes and they, it was called cross-dressers, and they thought that that meant that because Dad bought Mum clothes sometimes, he was a oh, cross-dresser and he put that, what's your dad do, and everyone else was firemen and fishermen and my poor. <laughs> Dad's cross-dresser. Cross dresser. So Yeah, you've got to be careful what they
2: Amazing. About. <laughs> amazing. Well, I bet the school's not going to forget that one.
0: No, it's quite a long time ago now. So, well, I really it's been great talk, talking to you it's so nice to hear the story behind it and i just i think it's great that you've kept all your products in your own business and haven't you know sold your designs on to bigger companies as most inventors do
2: so. no they've all tried um but there was look as i said right at the beginning i, I you know quite on quite entrepreneur i always wanted to have my own thing so you know when polls turned out to be successful i mean who'd have thought this would be my career and that i would be making sex toys but um i could look I, I couldn't be couldn't be more fortunate it's a great industry to work in you know it's great fun um you know we do things that that really do add to people's lives and make their lives better and we do this in the context of of, of a really fun industry where you know there's a lot of love and everyone wants loves what they do what they do and you can't really say that about many industries so you know I count my lucky stars every day that uh, that that, that uh, this is where I ended up because it wasn't preconceived. Just you know, the stars aligned, and this is where I ended up. Who'd have thought? Well, I
0: know <laughs> that these products have definitely brought a lot of enjoyment, I should say, to my a lot of my patients, particularly the prostate cancer guys, oh, yeah. because it just yeah. makes flaccid orgasm so much easier for them. And I think you know, no,
2: absolutely, as we
0: know it's good for your mental health, physical I- health.
2: Yes, and also those for, for those for those people with, with disabilities who are who, who require carers. You know, we've had some wonderful stories where the carer is able to put the product in place, turn it on and leave.
0: Yes. Um,
2: and, and we've heard of people literally saying this is the first time I've I've had some this this kind of pleasure and this kind of independence um, since I had an accident or, or, or however they got into that situation. And that's just incredible to hear that, you, you know, that. That, that we had a little bit of, of a part to play in, in, in someone getting their dignity back. And that's not their, not my words, that's their words.
0: Yeah, and I so, think yeah. also, you know, it's all very easy to be flippant about, you know, sexologists and sex toys and all of this stuff, but actually it's, you know, the World Health Organisation lists sex now as one of the, the needs along with, you know, shelter and food, and I think having a safe sex. Life. And so I think these things are actually really important for humans.
2: It's, you know, the fact that, that, that it's only now that, that people are really kind of, not discovering this, but, but, but stamping this. I mean, God, everyone knows that, that mental health and physical health and sexual health are all intrinsically linked. I mean, you know, just think about how many how many sex counsellors have said that, you know, couples have come to them because, you know, of, of sexual, you know, uh, um, issues within the relationship. It affects everything. So it's, you know, it comes as no surprise. The only surprise is how, 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 how the world seems to drag their feet around this fact and, and don't really want to, you know, want to, want to admit it and to hear the World Health Organization adding Yes, it is about time too. Is what it I It is
0: have about to say. time, but it's pretty good, yeah. I think, that they've finally done it. Yeah,
2: absolutely. But this is the way the world is coming. You know, you, you're you're seeing the ma- the mass media are talking about sex sexual health much more talking about sex toys and how they can help with sexual health and it's becoming a topic now that is that is openly discussed in mainstream environments Uh, and hallelujah to that because it is a mainstream topic this is not a this is not a cd back you know but ali ali discussion this is an open forum that everyone needs to be involved in because it has such a big impact on people's uh, well-being so yay to that
0: Great. Well thank you so much Adam for talking to oh, me. My great. absolute pleasure, Mr. thank you for having me. And if anybody would like to buy any of these amazing products or try them out, there's actually a um there's a heap of them on my website or I'm sure you can buy them at any sex shops um but there's a lot at my website and also at rshealth.com.au and also Adam you might be interested to know that I have a patient who calls himself Testicle and he's written a blog and I send him the new products when they come out and he writes yeah. a blog and he's written a particularly good one about the pulse and he's oh, doing wow. another one this week about a different toy but he's gone back at the very end and said but my favorite toy is, is always the pulse
2: so. Well, wow, I love to hear that, and here there, there's a man with a great job as well. I mean,
0: yeah, he gets very excited once a month or so when I send him his little brown package, and he opens it up like, wow. "What are you sending me today?"
2: What a treat! What a treat! <laughs> well, wow, that's wonderful to hear. That uh, for, you, for, the, for the for the listeners, they can't tell I'm blushing here. I can <laughs> feel myself going red. Um, yeah, that's always so. It's so lovely to hear. It really is makes makes it all feel worthwhile.
1: Really all does. Right.
0: Well, thank you very much
1: going to tell you about a boy who lives inside me it has been there all of my life Hi, this is Dr Joe. Thank you so much for listening to our program today and we're pleased to let you know that we will be having weekly podcasts, not fortnightly, as originally proposed. And this is because of the popularity of our podcast, We're getting so many emails, so many questions, and so much feedback, and Melissa and I greatly appreciate it. What we'd really love you to do is share our podcast with anyone you think might benefit, including any man in your life. Simply download off Spotify or subscribe to thepenisproject.org and then you'll get a weekly email of our newest releases. Also feel free to send us a review. And this will greatly help in our ongoing ability to bring you new and fresh information as that's the way we build what comes next. We also have show notes attached and this gives a bit of a background into any additional resources or explanations of what we're talking about. Finally, it's my great pleasure to let you know that PROST, the exercise program which sponsors our podcast, is now available on a USB resource for any man diagnosed with prostate cancer an exercise program. Clinicians can buy these, as well as the everyday bloke. So feel free to check out prost.com.au. Meanwhile, let's keep the conversation going. those dread dark days. I learned to value each and every one. Of those warm afternoons, boys on their bikes. Shooting stones at each other through the tree